Welcome to track number 17 of the work of the ministry. Of enemy. What? Who is the, your enemy? What kind of enemy is he? Amen. Are you there? You have to know who you are fighting. Like Israel fighting the Palestinians. They are fighting suicide bombers. That is what they are fighting. They are not fighting air force, aircraft carriers. The Palestinians have no aircraft carriers. They don't have any special guns. They don't have money even. But they have themselves. And they are prepared to die for what they believe. Fighting such an enemy is more difficult. In fact, whenever you are fighting a very big enemy, the best strategy is to go underground and fight with such painful ways. Right now, America is sitting on thorns. They don't know which plane is going to be overtaken by 25 uh, hijackers who have all boarded the plane and have all decided to die. <laughs> they don't know which embassy is going to be attacked, whether it's the embassy in Ghana or the embassy in South Africa or the embassy in... Uh, 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 Gambia or whichever country. They don't know which nuclear plant is going to have a plane floating to it or uh, 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 some kind of disaster. And they don't know where the thing is coming from because the people are a type of enemy that if you can't see them here, let's target this place and bomb it. And all these people are living in America with them. And they all have American citizens with, with passports and green cards and everything. And they are just waiting. They are, they are what they call cells. They train them. And they are what they call uh, sleeping cells. They are waiting for an order. Activate the cell and attack. Even when they did a, 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 a documentary on the people who blew up the embassy in Tanzania, I think the guys were living in Dar es Salaam. Then they came to South Africa a bit. And then they went back. Then they, the guys went for training in Afghanistan. And they came and they were resting for some time. Then they called them for duty. To go and bomb that place. And then I watched a documentary on BBC. They showed the house where the guy lived and everything. It's a type of enemy. You must know what he is. You don't just attack anything. It's a particular kind. So now Israel, when you, you are a suicide bomber and they find out who you were, they will go to your house, your mother's house, your father's house, your relative, and they will mow down all. So when you are sending your child now to go and bomb, you should know that you will not have anywhere to sleep again. Because they will come and clear. That is a new strategy which they are doing. And it seems, I don't know whether it's going to work. So if your son is going, you know that as he is going, you too tomorrow, you won't have anywhere to stay. It's a kind of enemy. In the same way in the church, we must know the kind of enemy we are fighting in South Africa. You are not fighting an enemy with power to overpower you. Let me tell you, if Satan were to use power to overpower, he would make you a mad person tomorrow. You go mad. You walk on the street, you take off your clothes, and you'll be walking like that. Now, if he had a chance, he would, he would make all of us mad. If Satan's power was something that can just come to you and take over your mind, tomorrow you become a mad person. He would turn all of us into madmen and send us to stay in cemeteries. He has no such power. Because his power has been broken by the cross of Jesus Christ. 
So what is he left with? Like the Palestinians, he has no army and no whatever. What is he left with? He's left with certain tricks and strategies. And that is even more deadly. And the Bible, that's why the Bible says, Be strong in the Lord and the power of my... Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. The wiles are the tricks. The tricks of the devil. Amen. Did you hear what I'm saying? The tricks, not the power. You don't have to be afraid of a witch doctor. What do you call them here? Samboma. Sangoma. You don't have to be afraid of Sangoma. What you must be afraid of are the deceptions. You know what I'm preaching now? Look at me, everyone. I'm preaching about against deceptions. I'm preaching truth to you. That truth is fighting Satan directly. You see, the, the truth that I'm teaching are the opposite of what Satan tries to do and how he wants your mind to, to work. So the truths are the direct fighting of God against Satan. It's the light. Light always comes to take away darkness. Light represents truth. The first thing God created was light. In the beginning, God made heaven and earth. And on the first day, when the Spirit of God moved over the darkness, God said, let there be light. That is not the sun. That is not the moon. The sun and the moon and the stars were created about four days later. The light is the light and the truth of God which takes away the darkness of this world. Perhaps that is why the Bible talks about Jesus and says that all things were made by him. And without him was not anything made that was made. Amen. And that light is what comes and moves. And that truth is fighting. Because if Satan is going to use you, he's just going to make you think in a certain way. He's going to make you think in a certain way. He's going to make you think in a disloyal way. That's why we always preach about loyalty and disloyalty. Because as you can see, we're talking about critical spirit. Is that not so? You can always criticize me as I'm preaching now. There are mistakes in my preaching. One day somebody was preaching, said Paul and his wife Silas went somewhere and they were doing something, something, something. And the anointing was flowing seriously. The anointing was flowing. People were being saved and people were being healed. And he was preaching about Paul and his wife Silas. Mercy and grace forever. I see a lot of movement and I feel nervous actually as I'm preaching. Is there a reason? For the movement. Mr. Cliff, is there any reason for the movement? Does anybody need to move? If you need to move, move so that I can preach. It's difficult to preach when people are going here, coming here, going here, coming here, moving, doing something, something. I don't enjoy it. <laughs> so please, tell that everybody should stay where you are and then I preach. Otherwise, I close. I know the things I'm going to preach. You don't know the things I'm going to preach. I know I can go with it. Amen. Are we okay? Yeah. And, and one of the rules that you get from the ABMTC is that we don't drink coffee during the preaching. Like whilst I'm preaching, somebody's going to make coffee, this, that, and people going out. Even in Accra, one of the rules is that you can't go out 
during the session. You have to stay during the session. You see what I'm saying? That's like what I'm talking about, the authority. Like, we have a meeting. We have defined all the rules. Do these things. In America, in England, in this, in that, this is the rules that we make. This is what we are supposed to do. And we should flow with the things that have, have been delegated. Otherwise, it's the same thing twice over. God has to come himself and say everything to you personally because you don't listen to authorities. Amen. Are you listening to me? Yeah. So please, nobody should make coffee now whilst I'm preaching. And nobody should move whilst I'm preaching. Elaine, where are you going again? I've just spoken about moving, coming, going, coming, going. Ah, I don't enjoy it. In fact, please, everybody should stay where you are. Let me finish and then we just close. Hallelujah. What am I talking about? I'm talking about the enemy. There's a type of enemy. And you must know the type of enemy. If you are fighting a big enemy, we know how. We are fighting a small enemy, we know how. We are fighting a whatever. And I want to show you four things you must know about the kind of enemy. Number one, he is an opposer. Anything that we try to do, he will try to oppose it. He is called an op opposer. It says, be vigilant, be sober, because your adversary or opposer, the opposition party of your ministry, is the devil. And he's walking around like a roaring lion. So you must always sense the opposer. When you are trying to do something and you feel the opposition to what you are doing. You get what I'm saying? Like I'm trying to preach and I can feel somebody's moving here, going here. It's like, in other words, you are telling me to stop what I'm preaching and we are tired and we, we should close. And also you feel the opposition to what you are doing. And anything, let's have a camp. And somebody said, I can't come. Somebody said this. Somebody said that. It's like the camp is even a disturbance to some people. So you feel you don't want to you don't want to organize such things and it's like you want to start a church somebody says why should you have a church and they said always the opposition financial difficulties in order to organize it all these kinds of opposition to the thing is all a way which satan works against you in the ministry you must know about it as you try to do something it becomes difficult we want to make a printing press it becomes difficult we want to make books, it becomes a problem. We want to have a camp, it becomes difficult. We want to have worship, it becomes difficult. We have exams in our church, and some people start to speak against the exams. It's like to oppose every good thing. If a pastor, you don't know what is in Romans 3.23, can you be a pastor? You can't be a pastor. It's not a, you can't be a pastor. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And somebody is opposing that. And that's what I'm saying, that you must know the kind of enemy. The enemy who opposes, he comes against what you are trying to do. We want to have a church. He will work through landlords to drive you out of your place. He will work through Orangu uh, people to try to drive you out. Any good thing that you want to do, he will work to oppose and prevent a forward movement of anything. When you want to advance and improve things through various means to try to stop it. Like how we want to send missionaries. And Satan is opposing us. I, I feel the one night, last Saturday night, I couldn't sleep. I called my missions director after midnight. And I was discussing with a call. I said, Look, I'm sorry for waking you up tonight, but I need you to tell me some figures, calculations. 
How much do we have? Can we do this? How much are you expecting? Can we pay for the missionary? And I, could feel, I couldn't sleep. I was tense. I came to lie down in my bed. My wife just put that and she could, you could feel that I'm very tense in my body. Because there are many things on my mind. That's why sometimes when I have an authority and I delegate something, you be in charge of this. And the people down the line now start to cancel all the things that the authority who has been delegated to do and start not doing what the person It becomes another frustration for me, which I don't want to see at all. But these days, I don't have time. If you start to come in my way and I'll just clear you off the way and work with the people who can flow with instructions that are being given. I don't have time at all. Because I sense the opposition on so many, and I can't have you who is supposed to be with me now being part of the opposition party. One day I had a meeting with some people. I said, somebody is throwing oil under my feet. When I'm trying to move forward, they are putting oil under my feet so I can't walk forward anymore. And that I was meeting my own staff. And I was telling them that because when I say we should do this, instead of the thing being done, it's like we go around and around and around and around in circle and it's not getting done. When I had a meeting with some people who were working for me, I said, I feel some of you are trying to kill me. With high blood pressure and stress, heart attacks and all kinds of things. And you can feel the opposition. Just a simple instruction. Do this. And people are not trying to do it. And that's the kind of enemy to prevent you from moving forward. Prevent you from being a pastor. Maybe just as you are about to become a pastor, then you become pregnant with somebody. And suddenly, that is it. To prevent you. Or to stay. Or just as you are about you to commit some sin, then it's like the whole thing has become complex now. Everything you are trying to do to oppose. We've been trying to go to Zimbabwe for a long time to have a church there. Oh, you don't know. Those of you who are from Zimbabwe, you, are, you don't know that. We've been on it for a long time. The person who was coming to Zimbabwe, that's him standing here. He was coming to Zimbabwe. He waited for one year trying to get just an entry, uh, what do you call it, permit to be able to come there. He was not able to get it. He's the one standing here. And then he said, he said look, there's a door open in Swaziland. I said, brother, go to the open door. That's how come you have your church in Swaziland today. So Satan's opposition was turned around for the glory of God. Amen. So he is an opposer. Number two, he is an accuser. Satan's name, one of his titles, one of his foremost titles is the accuser of the brethren. That is a person, and he's called the accuser of the brethren because of his ability to be amongst brethren. He's not called accuser from uh, the world or accuser of the world. He's accuser pertaining to the brethren. He pertains to the brothers. And he's called the accuser because of his ability to turn brothers against each other. Did you hear me? I said he is called the accuser because of his ability to turn dear brothers and dear sisters against each other. Some of you are sitting here today listening to me preach. And yet, out of you, some people would rise up one day and become rebels, fighting against me, hating me, hating the church, and fighting against everything that has been a blessing to you. It's because of the power of the accuser, of the brethren, the one who is in the middle of the brethren. That's why we call it of the brethren. Of the brethren means it's not that he just accuses the brethren, but he's the accuser who is associated with the brothers. 
He pertains to the brethren. He stays with them. He mixes with them. He mingles with them. And then he accuses. Then when I say to Nehadadu, yeah, you are this. And then he also says, what? Why do you say something like that? You are told, you do know that you are also this. And even last year, I wanted to tell you, but I didn't tell you. But let me tell you now. Eesh. Now brothers who are working together have been turned against each other. And that is why you find out that a lot of the opposition of the church is not even from the world. It's from amongst us inside, amongst us. We circulate. And that's the kind of enemy. Even in this little South African church, there are some people at the very beginning of the church. Cast your mind back. They were part of us. When Pastor Kingsley was here, when the church was just in the university, there were some people who were part of us, just even in that small group. There were some people who, this one comes out, this one says this, this one says this. Small church that has been started. It's a powerful thing. And it works. And it's been working. And it's a power of suggestion. It is, it is the reign of Satan's enos. Satan defecating. And if the pastor is preaching, and he's uh, uh, preaching, let's say I appoint a, a lady to be a pastor, and then somebody sits in the congregation and says, ah, he's in love with her. The accuser has begun to work and defecate on the church and spoil the whole feeling in the church. And suddenly, a nice, simple thing has turned into a complicated thing. Something that was the simple and pure thing has turned into a, you meet a brother or a sister and you hug the person and then the person says that, why did you hug this person and you didn't hug that person? Anyway, it's okay. No further comment. Grace and mercy and forgiveness and atonement. And suddenly, a nice thing is being spoiled. And the smell begins to come into the church. One pastor was laying hands. And sometimes, if you don't take care, if you are a husband or a wife, you can easily be turned into an accuser. One pastor was laying hands on the members in his church. And afterwards, his wife was facing, why is it that when you got to this person, you prayed for her for a long time? And why did you, when you're praying for this person, you're praying for this person for a long time, and you were laying hands on this one, and this one, and you know, it became so intensive that the pastor had to take a video of me praying for people and show his wife that, if you look at how Bishop prays for different people, it's not that I'm interested in this sister, or, and the whole laying on of hands has become spot in the church. atonement <laughs> a nice thing is twisted a pastor comes to preach and when he's preaching then you start i went one to witness to somebody when i left the house the man told his wife he is looking for money and he gave his life to christ home and he, when he went out he said he was looking for money that is why he came here and his wife said, don't say that. You see, Satan wants to wee on you immediately. <laughs> he would like to wee on you immediately and everything becomes smelling. The whole thing is not nice again. 
and he has people who will be Satan cannot. The Bible says the accuser of the brethren, which accuses the brethren day and night before God. Accuser of the brethren cannot go. What is he doing in the presence of God? He cannot go there. But the brethren can go there. So he rides upon the brethren. And he uses the brethren. And the brethren become a mouthpiece of the accuser. And we start to accuse. And it's simple thing. Beautiful thing. And women are good at accusing. Suggestively. Where you are, uh, where did you go? Uh, uh, okay, you, you, went there, you went there again, you see. I thought, oh, okay, anyway. <laughs> something, something. <laughs> Mercy forever and atonement. And Satan will use, you see, I'm telling you something. He will use you to talk and to say things which are so wild that a nice thing is twisted suddenly. There is nothing holy anymore. There can be no Christian love. There can be no friendship. You cannot even smile. One pastor, you see, one pastor, he was going somewhere and he was saying, listen, even when I, when I reach a certain place and you drive, I'm driving with my wife, and, and she, she, will be, she, will be, she will be saying, he said, he said, I cannot even turn my head. Because when I turn my head, I'm looking at my girlfriend's house. <laughs> Why am I looking in that direction? Why are you looking there? And he said, he said, I, I cannot. One, one brother was sitting in front of me. He was crying. He said, look at what she's saying. She says that I like this person. And he said, I don't like these people. They are not anything to me. But she, she's constantly on it. He is this. You are this and that. Her, her boyfriend. Is, and she was talking, 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 talking. And he was, at the point, the boy began to cry. And I told the girl, you are spoiling a night. Satan is using you. You are being used to defecate on your husband. And Satan's enos has opened like this. And something is coming out to spoil and cancel the whole niceness of the whole happiness. There's now nothing nice anymore. A nice thing has been turned into a bad thing. Because Satan's enos has opened on you and things are falling. Mercy and atonement and grace forever. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And that's why Satan always wants to... Every good... You see, let me tell you something. Uh, if I was to get into that today, if when Satan is working, when he can't get you as a group, he will take you up as individuals. And he will accuse you of the opposite of what you are. Like me, I'm a pastor. I was surprised, you know, there are some people who think, who see me as a thief. I went... Oh, yeah, uh, some places I'm known as a thief. I went to a certain city and a pastor had gone round to that whole city and told all the church members and even other pastors of other churches that I'm a thief. And I was surprised, you know. And you know, I was surprised. I was surprised that me, this is the accusation that is being leveled against me. But you see, as a good person is working about, Satan will come and try to get somebody to wee-wee on the person so that he smells. He went and told them, I have 
stolen this money, I am doing this, I, I bought a car, I have done this. There are so many stories, including one day I heard that I have got a house, but Roger Moore had a house in Geneva near Mobutu's. Mobutu and these people have houses at those places. And I have it. So I asked, the, and the person said it's a confirmed story. So where it's coming from, it's from an embassy or something. It's a very confirmed story, and that thing is guaranteed. So they said they don't want to, they didn't even, she, she didn't even, she, my church member, she didn't even want to talk about because it's a very concern. It's like I have got a millions of dollars and I have been able to buy that. So I said, which area, uh, which area am I having this house? <laughs> they, they showed me the area. <laughs> so it was only la- this year when I went to Geneva, I said, take me to the area where my house is. <laughs> <laughs> my house is by Roger Moore. They said, oh, he said, half cast person like a Caleb, like myself, he's, ha- he's half Swiss, half Ghanaian, he's a bishop, he has got many churches all over the world, gave details, 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 details. They have seen me go inside the house, I mean, they just confirm. Because as I'm preaching, our church is one of the largest churches in Switzerland, spreading winning souls. So Satan has to be able to open the, the inner slide and say, Father! It's like, so that when I come, it's like, I'm smelling. I don't enjoy. You are trying to do something good. And then they tell you, oh, you have a bad motive. Why are you going visitation? Because you like young girls. You are going visitation because you love the Lord and people are lost and you are going to visit. And then they are vivid on you straight up. So now the visitation that you are going through, you are now weak. You don't feel like going anymore. Because of what has been told to you. You are now weak. That's why the Bible says strength has come because the accuser has been cast down. You become strong when the accuser goes away. And if you don't take care, you can easily be used. Jesus suffered from accusation. The Bible says when he, when he was being taken, and the accuser, one of the laws of accusation, Satan accuses you of the opposite of what you are. And it works. It doesn't even have to be close. The opposite. They said Jesus was coming to destroy the temple. They accused that he's coming to destroy the temple. Then they said, they told Pontius Pilate, if you don't kill this man, you are not Caesar's friend. The man said he's coming to establish. You know, Jesus said specifically he's not coming to do that. So the accusation is the opposite, but it, is, it works. Last week, somebody said, our church is an abusive organization. We are a cult. This and that, when you're in the church, you cannot, you cannot, they, they emphasize loyalty and uh, 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 Jesus Christ is not emphasized. And so, Jesus Christ is not emphasized in our church, and that we teach, we don't, we, yeah, I mean, I'm saying that it is somebody's weary on me. <laughs> and, and they say, and they say, we don't emphasize Jesus Christ, we teach that you should be loyal to the person and so on, and not to Jesus Christ. In the laws of loyalty, do we not teach that your loyalty is to the highest authority? Yesterday, were you not here when I told you that if you follow what I am telling you and, you, and, and it is not in the word of God, you are a fool? Did I not tell you that you are a fool yesterday? Did I not tell you that? You are in the church. You can hear what we are saying. We teach, I teach you that if you only listen to my tape and you don't read the Bible, what did I say you are? I said you are a fool. Capital F. And then you say that the church emphasizes whatever and they don't emphasize to Jesus Christ. You see, it's the opposite. You know, this, uh, which church do you go to where they will tell you, if you listen only to my, your, my pastor's tape and you don't read your Bible, you are a fool. How many churches will tell you such a thing? So you realize that it's the exact opposite. And yet it works. 
So you must know the kind of enemy you are dealing with. And you must know that Satan is an accuser. And you must never be an accuser. Never open your mouth to join. Whether there are different ways of accusing. By suggestion, by this, by that, by whatever. So sometimes by your absence you are accusing. I remember one guy, he used to sit in the church. On the side. There. And one day he left the church. And every Sunday when I came, his place was empty. And I always remember because the things he said before he went out. He said, um, our church was a political church. We were trying to do this. We were trying to do that. And so many things. So every time I saw his empty chair, I remembered the accusations that he said as he was going. So sometimes by the absence of the person, you are saying something. Sometimes by the presence of the person, you are also saying something. Sometimes when the person is there, you see the person, you remember so many things. Sometimes by suggesting, you are accusing. So many ways. But never, never, never join the enemy. Satan cannot be used to help the work of God. Have you ever thought, listen, everybody, get up, get up, get up. No, no, sit down, sit down, but be awake. Listen, have you ever thought, when the angel Gabriel or Michael, the Bible says that when he saw Satan, he did not attempt to bring a railing accusation against Satan, somebody who is an established bad person. We all know him as an established bad person. And yet the angel Gabriel or Michael would not, be, would not even attempt to join and accuse Satan. But he said, the Lord rebuke you. That should tell you how evil accusation is and how you must not be involved in anything. You may be surprised how Satan will tell you that you are a thief. One day somebody will come and wee wee on you and say that you are stealing money from the church. You came to Zimbabwe to come and get a lot of money from it. Meanwhile, that's the opposite. Maybe you are rather pouring your own personal wealth into the church. Pouring it and pouring it like a river and sacrificing so much. And you will be very surprised. You've been told already. Satan is his nature. Pastor Nehajadu has spent a lot of his money buying a printing press for the church. He that he is trying to come to get money from the church. He is rather pouring his money into the church. And you sit somewhere and, then, and you, you allow Satan to use you as his enos. Do you know enos? And the enos open like that and then it comes on the pastor. <laughs> Mercy and atonement. Coverings. The next one is that he's a liar. And that goes very well with the accusation. And he's good at lying. A liar, if you want to tell a lie that works, you must not tell a lie that is too extreme. You must tell something that is close to the truth. If you, want your, if you are telling and you want your lie to be believed, you, you mustn't say a very clear... You must say something that, can, that is close to the truth. For instance... Did God really say you shouldn't eat? You shouldn't touch? You shouldn't touch. Is it touch or eat? Let's check. And the thing has become confused. Is it touching or eating which is not? Let's examine the issue. And it's beginning to work on you. Amen. He's a liar. I said he's a liar. 
and you must not allow him to lie to you, to deceive you. Pastor Andy, you are nothing. You are a vapor. You are clay. You are a flower. You are like grass. You are nothing. So don't let Satan tell you you are something. It will, it, it, these are the lies that are being told us all the time and we believe. That makes us big and proud. That's why I often say that it's people who are dying who often are very wise. As they are dying, they become full of wisdom. Amen. And the next is a deceiver. It's the same realm. There are so many things about Satan, but we cannot go into that tonight. Amen. Stand to your feet, everybody. Lift your hands to the Lord. Just ask the Lord for grace and mercy to be able to fight the type of enemy, not an enemy with powers to destroy you or to kill you or to make you mad, but with power to lie to you, with power to accuse, and power to turn brothers against each other, the accuser of the brethren. Lift your hand and pray, Lord, open my eyes to see this enemy. May I never be one of his agents on this earth, ever for even a second. May I be, have the wisdom never to join. And like Peter, be used by Satan, even though I'm a believer and a pastor. Lord, deliver me from being used without knowing it, to oppose your work, to fight against your church. When you fight against Catholics and fight against Methodists, you are fighting against God's church. May I never be used as an opposer, as an adversary, a fighter, somebody who fights and opposes one way or another. Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus. Amen. You may be seated. We are continuing. We shall be ending soon, but we are still continuing for now. Amen. Pastor Prince is going to continue with us with the loyalty. So you are just come up and uh, continue with us for a few minutes. Hallelujah.